Attention fellow wedding photographers and fellow wannabe wedding photographers. Tell me if this sounds like you. You're scared of missing key moments on wedding days. You feel pressured to create photos that are quote unquote Pinterest perfect and Instagram worthy. You're nervous about all the different lighting scenarios that are out of your control and you're not sure how to handle them. You're confused on how to balance creating beautiful imagery while also capturing authentic moments and emotion. And you're worried about being in people's way way too often. If you're like, hells yeah, Sarah, you read my mind, then I'm here all excited and bushy-tailed, yes, I had to throw in the squirrel reference, to let you know that I've created something for you that will help you become a confident wedding day storyteller in just two weeks. It's an online program that I created just for you called Intuitive Storytelling, and it's officially out and ready for enrollment. I want you to take a moment and imagine for a second what life would be like if you knew how to be at the right place at the right time on wedding days so you can catch those key and in-between moments. You got emails back from your clients saying, you were the best freaking decision we made for our wedding. You also knew how to confidently create strong storytelling photos that people felt emotionally connected to. And you finally felt like an actual fly on the wall, aka people don't stare into your camera all day anymore. Well, it's all possible because I consistently experience these things myself. And now I want to help you make these possibilities become your reality. Are you all bright eyed and bushy tailed right now too? Again, had to throw in the squirrel reference, you know me. So listen up. You can get started on learning all my tips and tricks of how I document wedding days as soon as today. You can go to sarahmonica.com forward slash storytelling for all the deets and instructions on how to grab your copy of the course. You'll have lifetime access and you can go at it at your own pace along with a private community of other like-minded photographers that are on the same journey as you are. With intuitive storytelling, you'll be able to learn how to confidently storytell like a pro on wedding days in just two weeks. So what are you waiting for? Uplevel your storytelling game this wedding season so that next year you'll be watching your inbox filling up with even more inquiries. Hello referrals from this year's clients. So again, head over to sarahmonica.com forward slash storytelling and sign up now. I cannot wait to see you in there. Welcome back to the pod. I'm Sarah Monica, your host. And if you're a photographer or a wannabe photographer, you are in the right place. Uh, this episode comes to you directly from the Shine and Thrive Photography community on Facebook, where I go live every single Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to ask my shine or ask to answer my Shine and Thrivers questions. So not only do you get to actually tune into this podcast and learn a lot for free, you actually can can join the Shine and Thrive Photography community on Facebook for free as well and ask me questions along the way when you feel stuck in your business um, or if you have a follow-up question to an episode that you wanted more clarity on, you can do that right in there. And I love this space because we get to actually connect with one another. You get to connect with other like-minded photographers, network with other photographers in your area or from other areas around the world. 
Um, so yeah, I invite you to join this group. So right now, before you tune into the episode, um, go into Facebook on your phone, on your computer, uh, type in Shine and Thrive Photography Community, request to join, and then you'll be in. When I first started my wedding photography business back in 2011, I made just $5,000 in my business. Now I bring in multiple six figures per year while working only 30 hour weeks serving my dream couples. I'm here to help you discover that it's so possible to have what you want when you want in your business so that you can create the life you've always dreamed of and deserve. Julia wants advice on overshooting. So I'm assuming that you don't want to overshoot as much so you have less photos to cull through. Uh, so it saves you time and also saves your camera life and all of that. So what I would suggest is catching... Okay, one tip uh, that is really, really good is like catch yourself in the moment right before you're about to take a photo. Ask yourself, am I taking this photo just because I feel awkward in the moment and I feel like I should, meaning is it quiet in the room or um, are people, you know, watching you shoot and you feel like you should take a photo because you should look like you're working, right? Anytime you feel like you're taking a photo just because you think you should outside of like requested photos by someone or whatever, right? Um, Then just pause and be like, no, I'm going to probably not even keep this photo because I'm just taking it because I feel awkward of like something just to make some sound and, you know, fill in the space. Like I've definitely done that before. Right. So that's a number one. That's a great way to like kind of like pause on that and uh, catch yourself to not take that photo. Um, Another great question. So actually, basically, Julia, I'm going to give you questions on what to ask yourself while you're holding the camera up to your face on whether you should shoot or not. And those questions will help you Um, decipher whether you should take the photo, right? Another great question is, do I feel something, right? So if you're taking a photo of like people interacting, right? Maybe it's cocktail hour, right? So let's say it's cocktail hour and two people are talking. Let's say they're literally just talking like this. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And they have like no expression on their faces, right? Most likely you're not going to pick that photo when you're culling because it's just a photo of two people just standing there with like blah looks on their faces and no one wants to even see a photo of themselves just like standing there with like a resting bitch face right so ask yourself when you're about to when you're shooting do I feel something if they erupt in laughter or if someone you know goes in to give someone a hug like those are things that um you know bring out emotion and feeling and then that's when you can actually take the picture and shoot it right so again don't just take a picture of two people standing there just because you're like it's cocktail hour after documented and they're not laughing yet so i'm just gonna take a picture of them and move on so like but you're not gonna end up probably choosing it anyway um so that's a good question to ask yourself oh hi emily welcome and becky welcome so many people here from Ontario and Barrie and, and all of that love it. Okay, the next question you can ask yourself so that you don't overshoot is if you are have this up to your face and you're like thinking, should I take this photo or not? Ask yourself, if I was culling right now, would I choose this photo I'm about to take? This, fo- this question like really has helped me take the overshooting down a notch so much because 
Again, just like the example I just gave you during cocktail hour, when two people are just like standing there with resting bitch faces, like, I'm like, nope, I would not choose that photo because number one, like, I don't feel anything. Number two, those people probably don't want that photo of them out there. Uh, Number three, the couple probably will think that they were not having fun at their wedding and we don't want them to think that way or feel that way, right? Um, So another good idea is, for example, let's say you, hmm. What other, what other like example is there of would I choose this photo when culling? Like for example, okay, if you're taking detail shots, right? Instead of just like going crazy and like taking all the detail shots and then being like, I'll just pick the best one later. Why don't you like actively cull and decide in the moment? So like, let's say, let's say you're taking detail photo of like the table number, right? Then what, when you're looking through the viewfinder, kind of be like, set it up how you want it and be like, yeah, you know what? I'd be proud of that photo. I would choose it. Take like a horizontal shot of it and then switch to vertical and be like, yeah, let me just have a vertical option and then shoot it. And then if you're like, go over to another table and you pick another table number and you're just like, ah, the background on the other one was better. The lighting on the other one was better. You can ask yourself, if I was culling right now, would I choose this photo or do I feel like I already have the best detail photo of that table number? You know what I mean? So that's kind of how you can think through it. Um, and also another thing, another great question, this is probably the last one that I would suggest is, did I get enough great images of that, right? So if it's stationary things, I go through that very quickly. Like, okay, I'll get the way the chair looked, the chairs looked, I'll get the way the room looked, like quickly done. It shows the space. I've got it from the best angle I think I can get. Um, I'm not going to overshoot that. The only times I'm going to feel like I'm going to overshoot if there's like a lot of action happening in like a candid moment, like um, maybe a little girl is running around through the grass um, playing with another little girl and they're just like running and giggling. There's so much movement and action that anytime they giggle or I feel like I see a pinnacle moment of them, that's why I'm going to shoot it, right? But you never know in candid moments what will happen and if it will be better than what you already got. So that is where I reserve my kind of like overshooting in a way. Um, But I'm still very aware of like the feeling. So if there's so much feeling and energy happening, that's when I'm like, okay, and I could get five shots, I could get 20 shots. Um, but if there's no feeling, then I'm not going to be overshooting. I hope that makes sense. And I hope that that helps. Um, and this helps so much. If you just think proactively this way on wedding days, it saves you so much time on culling in the future. Um, and just saves a little bit more of like your shutter life, I guess, and your camera too, right? Which always helps. Yay! Thank you so much for hanging out with me and tuning into this episode. If you got value out of it, please feel free to message me on Instagram at Sarah Monica Photo. That's Sarah No H, Monica with a K, photo, to let me know. I get so freaking energized hearing from others that what I've said has had a positive impact on their lives. Also, make sure to hit subscribe to the Shine and Thrive podcast to never miss an episode. I'm so grateful for you and I'm sending you all the productive vibes your way so you have the best week ever. Do you love shooting but hate the endless admin, culling, and editing that follows your wedding and portrait bookings? Yep, me too. 
In fact, if you're anything like me, you got into photography to get out from behind a desk. And yet the irony is the more you shoot, the more there is to do on the back end, which translates to more time spent behind your computer screen and less time doing what you love most, which is shooting. But the good news is I have a game-changing free resource that can help you break free of the cycle and cut down these precious hours by, guess how much? Up to 70% of the hours that you usually work. It's called my three-hour post-wedding smart workflow checklist, which as the name suggests, shows you my exact step-by-step workflow for getting all of these tasks completed in just three hours. Yep, that's right. Literally from backing up the photos on a wedding night through to delivering the online gallery to my clients in just three hours. Inside the guide, you'll find a detailed breakdown of exactly what I do and don't do in my workflow, how long everything takes me, what I outsource, when, and to who. This includes the editing service and gallery providers I use plus tips throughout for streamlining the process even further that have been honed in over my 11 years experience in business. And P.S., the same process I outline in this guide is transferable for both brand and portrait photographers too. So I got you too. Do you need to see it to believe it? I don't blame you. Head to saramonica.com forward slash workflow to download a free copy straight to your inbox and join a crew of photographers working smarter instead of harder in their photography businesses. Sarah is spelt without an H and Monica is spelt with a K. So that's saramonica.com forward slash workflow and make sure to download this powerful free resource now.